Welcome, welcome. I want to share with you a beautiful Kabbalistic insight into this week's Torah portion. Parsha is called Ki Seitse. And uh, I want to begin by discussing today, today very briefly two very politically incorrect controversial topics. The first is in this week's Parsha. The Parsha begins, When a person, when the Jewish people go to war against their enemies, and there is a discussion of something called the 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 Ashes Yifas Toar, that in the midst of battle, in the midst of battle, the Jewish people, uh, a warrior, will stumble upon a beautiful woman from the other enemy side and in the midst of passion desire to take this woman as was common in battle to take captives and so is it is he allowed to just pillage and rape or is there a method to it the Torah says no if he wants to actually take this woman he has to do it in a kosher way he has to bring her home to his house and he goes through this process he shaves her head and she grows her fingernails or cuts her fingernails and she has to take off her her uh, her garments they used to put on beautiful garments in times of war so that they would be specifically so that they would be taken as captives as opposed to killed and she takes off those clothes and puts on mourning clothing and she cries over her father and her mother for a month and it's supposed to be specifically sit in an, in an unattractive manner. And then after those 30 days, if he still desires her, he is allowed to marry her. And if not, then she goes free. So the question is, how is this allowed? It seems like in the, you know, in the midst of battle, eating non-kosher food is allowed, but only if you're starving. So how is it permitted to take a non-Jewish woman for marriage, it totally goes against so much of Jewish values to just give in to that desire, to that animal soul. So we've talked about this in previous years. We're not going to go into the discussion of what the Torah is specifically allowing here. We're going to give a Kabbalistic explanation of what's happening here. So says the Arizal, this is this is brought down by the Orachayim, that when you go out to war against your enemies, is describing the soul's journey into this world. The soul comes into this world to do battle. Because in this world, when the soul goes into a body, it is a battle. It is a constant battle. And you are actually the warrior. And your job is, who do you listen to? Do you listen to the ba- the body? The Yetzir Hara, that's the evil inclination. That is the power of the body, your animal soul, which is described in this verse as your enemy. Or do you listen to your your godly soul, your soul, and that's described in this in this passage as the beautiful woman. The soul is compared to the beautiful woman. The soul is pure and perfect. And when you're fighting battle in this world, the key is: do you listen to the beautiful soul, the voice of purity, the bo- the the voice of the your your super ego, or do you listen to your id, your animal soul? You are the ego, the chooser, who's literally fighting, waging battle at all times. There is no ceasefire. It is constant war. 
either your body is winning or your soul is winning. Either you're giving into and indulging your desires, your your bodily desires or your your selfish egotistic desires, or you're giving into your godly soul. That's all there is. When you're saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, eating the wrong thing, looking at the wrong thing, indulging in overeating, oversleeping, laziness, anger, jealousy, hate, all of these things come from the bodily desires, the animal soul. Or are you doing live, giving into your godly soul? What does your godly soul want? So I want to share with you another uh, amazing but controversial uh, law in the Torah. The, this is brought down in the Rambam, Maimonides, in the laws of divorce. We just recently finished uh, Dafyomi. The Dafyomi recently finished uh, the tractate of Gittin, divorces. And there's a very controversial and interesting halacha that if a man, according to Jewish law, a man has to uh, create and affect marriage by giving something to the wife, to the woman. That's the idea of giving a ring which in Jewish law is just the man has to give, be the one to give something of value to the woman, and in turn she gives over her right to marry another person. So he acquires her choice in who she marries. Um, very clear that he does not acquire her, he just acquires her choice. So because he's the one that affects that marriage contract, in the sense it protects the woman's rights, because now in his acquiring her, he acquires he takes uh, uh, acquires responsibilities to take care of her, to feed her and to clothe her and to provide for her needs. And therefore, because the man has a financial responsibility in the marriage, he also is the one that ha is, has the obligation to terminate that marriage. It's a mitzvah to get divorced, according to the Torah, if things are really going wrong. It is not an ideal. It's not a first resort. It's a very much last resort, but it is a mitzvah if the marriage is not savable. And the man, in that case, has to give the woman also a bill of divorce. And there's a financial responsibility that he gives to her, a certain amount of money that's stipulated at the time of the marriage if, if the marriage ends in divorce, if there was an infidelity or whatever. And uh, But in a case where the man refuses to give the get, he refuses to give this divorce document, so Jewish law stipulates that the Jewish court must beat him until he agrees to do it, meaning there is a system built in. And in fact, even says that you could bring him to a non-Jewish court. You should also coerce him to give the get. Now, nowadays, it's very controversial because we don't have this system of law. We're not able to, uh, in our own courts, coerce somebody to do this. So it becomes a very big problem. And there is more ink spilled in Jewish law than in any other topic in finding ways for Jewish women to remarry in cases where the husband disappears or refuses to give a get. It is an ultimate priority for Jewish community and Jewish court to make sure she's able to remarry. So there are all sorts of ways to force him to give the get. So nowadays, if a man refuses to give a get, so he's not allowed to join a minion, he's not allowed to pray in a shul, and, and many, many other um, whatever is, is possible to do. But in, uh, in, in olden times, when we had our own courts, and nowadays it's very controversial, there are some communities that do have goon squads whose job is uh, essentially to threaten him and then use physical coercion 
to make sure that he gives it. Now, Maimonides says, brings this law, and then Maimonides says, but there's a big problem. How is the divorce kosher if it's given against his will? Because according to Jewish law, the, the get has to be given according to his will. The marriage only takes effect if both the man and the woman uh, acquiesce of their own free will. You can't. There's no such thing as arranged forced marriage in Judaism. Both parties have to consent. And the divorce is only kosher if the man consents because he's the one giving this item, this, this uh, get, this document. So what do we do? What do we do? How could it be that we could force him to give the get if it's against his will? Says Maimonides, no, you have it wrong. Really, the man not giving the get is against his will. He is being coerced by his Yetzir Hara, by his, his, his negative inclination, by his animal soul not to give the get. Because what's the ultimate desire of a Jew of the soul is to do God's will. The soul wants the, your deepest desire is to do God's desire. That's what the soul wants. That's all the soul wants. So the fact is that the man is actually right now being taken prisoner by his Yetzirah. So what do we do? We beat his body until he says, I want to. And that's his true soul's desire coming out. So at the deepest level, we are 100% connected to God. The soul is a chelik mamish. The soul is a piece of God. On your deepest level, all you want to do is what God wants. So what is what's going on in this story? Says the Arizal, the Orachim quotes it, when the soul comes into this world world to wage battle on against its enemy, the soul becomes captive by its enemies. And every once in a while, in the midst of battle, you get a glimpse of the beautiful woman that is your soul. So what do you do? You take her into your home, take her into your body, take her and into the, the base medrash, into the synagogue, the place of prayer. And she sits for 30 days, 30 days of repentance. What are these 30 days, says the result? It's the month of Elul. This month, the month in preparation for the high holidays of Rosh Hashanah, is the month that it's referring to. And she cries for her father. Her father is Avinu Shabbat her heavenly father. And for her mother, what's her mother? The Shekhinah, the divine presence. And she shaves her head. That represents the negative thoughts that she's acquired. And she cuts her nails. The nails represent the externals, the klipa, that which is external to her true self. And she changes her garments, represents the negative attitudes that she's picked up. These are all foreign to her. It's not the real her. And then she sits and she does tshuva. She tshuva, process, and cries. And you bring her into your into your body, into your life. So we all have a beautiful woman within us. The month of Elul, the mazel, the astrological sign for the month of Elul is Virgo, the virgin, which represents the pure, beautiful woman, the soul. And this is the month of reconnection to the soul so that when the high holidays come, which some people have a negative attitude towards, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, where we we do a lot of this process called repentance is really the most beautiful process. It's the process of shedding the externals, the negative behaviors that we've taken on, but they're foreign to us. It's not the real us. The real us wants nothing but to do the right thing. And that's, that's the idea of connecting the soul. I want to wish you a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.